0: Hello everyone and it's a beautiful evening where we are in this part of the world. I'm not sure what it's like for you but we welcome you tonight to our conversation all about affiliative thinking and just to kick us off I think we might do a couple of intros. So AJ could you kick us off just by sharing a little bit about who you are and what you do and what sort of clients you work with? Sure,
1: thank you, myself, my esteemed colleagues. Um, my name is AJ, as Michelle said, and I am a coach, facilitator, author. I'm also the custodian of a beautiful piece of land. And how I primarily work is with leaders and their cultures who are looking to be healed, happy and whole again. And we work on ways that they can get their staff and all of their managers in alignment where they can be aligned personally and also with the organisation's vision in a way that's really sustainable. So that's what I do. Beautiful. And Jenny, could you intro yourself too, please?
2: Hi, I'm Jenny Lee Taylor. I work with people to um, really come back to themselves in a, in a way that they can be in the world in their own power and not, and not have power over others And sometimes that can be a long journey because we often have given our power away over the years. And I am now a breathwork trainer as well. Primarily I work with um, individuals who are looking to shift from where they are now into something um, new and
0: improved, I guess. And that we can always do, can't we? We can always have a more improved version of ourselves. (laughs) <laughs> and at the same time love and accept ourselves absolutely <laughs> yeah so for those of you who haven't joined in the conversation in the previous couple of months we've been talking a lot around conscious leadership and the model that we've been talking about is the human synergistics model leadership um the lifestyles inventory leadership survey that can be done and we've already had conversations about achievement thinking which is one of the styles of thinking and also humanistic, encouraging thinking. And tonight we would like to speak all about affiliative thinking. So if one of you lovely ladies would like to kick us off about what affiliative thinking is all about.
2: My angle on affiliation is really being able to um, link, link into a network of people. Uh, often we, we all have our strengths and our um, things that we're not so good of, at so affiliative thinking to me is really being able to find people with the strengths for something that you, one, either don't want to do or two, aren't, aren't really good at. And um, a strong affiliative thinker would be able to make, uh, make those connections and get those relationships in a really um, powerful way, I
0: guess. It's interesting you're talking about those relationships in workplaces because often people just take their relationships in workplaces for granted. They don't really think through them. They don't really reflect on them. And most people are definitely not strategic about how they view their workplace relationships. And there's a lot of value in really stepping back and reflecting and thinking about how your workplace functions and who you might like to develop a good relationship with in order to get the job done and systematically go around and develop relationships with those, with those people. It makes things work so much more smoothly, but often we don't really approach our work in that way.
1: know well, for me, um, our whole focus of why we're talking about this even is because the three of us have a new program called Conscious Human Leadership. And so as we've been unpacking what makes a conscious human leader one of the real important traits is this affiliative thinking. And that's where you really have a level of mastery in relation to working with others and engaging with others. And really, when you think about it, leadership's just about corralling people and moving them in a direction together. You know, the leader is the person who sets the direction and says, let's go here. Um, And someone that's really high in affiliative thinking is able to do that really well because it's a really highly developed skill that they're able to really value people and their contribution. They value the relationships. And so they build people as they go and they're able to bring, I guess, a bit of a social network with them along the way so that they can achieve that goal or whatever it is that they're heading towards. And I love the thought um, that people are innately good. And I know, Michelle, you always believe people are innately good and that they're kind and that they're lovable. And so often life can challenge that (laughs) and make us doubt that sometimes. But generally someone, in my experience, that's high in affiliative thinking really does believe that and they're able to find the best in people and draw on the best in people. And so often being around them makes you feel good about yourself as well. So that's a bit about how I sort of see the lens of affiliative Thinking.
2: Yes, and uh, one of the keys to that, OJ, is uh, good communication, isn't it? Because if you aren't a good communicator within the team, then you often find that some of those um things break down when people you, you don't necessarily see the good in people because you're not actually either being communicated too well or or being the communicator and a lot of it's about uh, as an affiliative thinking a thinker is about really deep listening mm-hmm. listening to what's going on listening to what's not being said listening to what's being said and really take it on board in a, in an authentic way so they can um navigate the field and and match people up affiliatively, if that makes sense.
0: You think about the word affiliate means to connect. So if you think about the idea of connecting very often in organizations, the business units are not connected. They're very disconnected and you end up with a silo effect with, you know, HR not talking to finance, it's not talking to logistics or not talking to operations. And it can be a real negative impact on the organisational culture if that's happening. Um, One of the interesting things about affiliative thinking is all the evidence shows us that the more affiliative your organisation is, the more innovative your organisation is. And the reason for that is because suddenly, you know, water cooler conversations and hallway conversations that you might have with people have a context, they have a place, they have a reason. All those days that you have celebrating, you know, Mother's Day with hot cross buns or Easter with hot cross buns or things like that, those sort of events that you might have in an organization can appear as though there's no logic to them. But really, what those things are doing are building affiliative thinking. So at the end of the day, when you wake up in your room at home and you think about going to work, do you think you beauty, I'm going to work and I've got friends at work and that makes me feel positive? Or do you think I wish I could stay in bed?
1: I know in the past couple of weeks, I've been facilitating a lot of live workshops and and people have been a bit like, hallelujah, after all the COVID and the lockdowns and restrictions, being back in person and having live events has been really um, warmly welcomed. And in going around and talking to people at the end of a lot of these events, everyone has been saying, Oh, I've really been craving connection, or I've missed my colleagues, um, or I have three new team members who came on board in the last year and I'd never met them until now. Um, it's only been on Zoom or on the phone. And so we as humans really want that. We, but don't we? We crave that kind of connection. Um, and I think. Lots of people could say they have lots of friends or lots of affiliations, but people with truly affiliative thinking have a real depth in their connection. Um, And so they have that emotional intelligence and empathy. They're able to really understand and relate. Like you are saying, Jenny, they really communicate well. And so there's a feeling behind that, not just a cognitive, here's my connections in my team. They actually really have more of a heartfelt connection
2: and I reckon the, the opposite to that would be, and going back to what Michelle was say, saying about silos, when you get these silos and, and there's a real competitiveness or, you know, um, real, uh, it's not open communication and it's not um, sharing and, and those sorts of things. And what can happen is that you end up with a whole heap of duplication in your business because everyone wants to do it their way in their little silo rather than collectively coming together and, and uh, creating affiliatively link, links that um, allow for really streamlining and putting the activity in the best place that it's supposed to be with the most efficient team or the, the most efficient person and really being able to reward that person for that.
0: Yeah. And the classic way to think of affiliative thinking in its most simplistic sense is the word team. You know, if you think about your organisation and think about your teams and how are your teams high-functioning teams or are they dysfunctional teams or are they somewhere in between, um, a lot of high-performing teams are high-performing because of the level of affiliative thinking that the individuals within them actually have. So that then creates a very affiliative organisation. And at an organisational level, it's really interesting because you would see an organisation that's high in affiliative thinking, you would see them have very good strategic partnerships with other brands. So they would be really good at creating those connections at that big picture sort of level.
2: It feels really uh, win-win. No one loses in an, in an affiliative um, situation where everyone's doing what they're passionate about, everyone's doing what they're best at and everyone's getting uh, recognised and rewarded, even if it's just that the project's going really well or that business unit's going really well because there's this um, team or uh, this type
0: of thinking within that. I think it's fun to think about how people can become more affiliative. So maybe if we can give some tips, each of us, about how people can become more affiliative. My tip would just be talk to more people.
1: <laughs> Have more, more conversations.
0: Yeah, just engage in conversations, random ones at the bus stop or at the checkout or wherever you happen to be. Just open your mouth and inquire and check in and find out how the person's tracking. And within that talking, be
2: the listener as well because I, I don't know how many times I've been to the lunchroom or been to get a cup of tea and someone says to me, how are you? and before you can even answer them they're down the hallway <laughs> they haven't even stopped to receive what you might be saying in return so there's a there's a there's a pause and you know communication is two ways it's okay to be the talker but also be the listener
1: and on that so i think being a good question asker and being curious mm. are great ways to build your affiliative um to manage your own perhaps biases that you have and to be really open to meeting people where they're at and just being curious about where they're at because sometimes we uncover all sorts of ways we could be more affiliative when we least expect it when we're not um, having preconceived ideas about others
0: you know we were having a bit of a conversation when we were preparing for this live stream about um introversion and extroversion and what relationship
1: those things might have had to affiliative. Do one of you want to comment on that? Oh, I was about to actually ask you, Michelle, because you're a bit more of the expert on the LSI, I was going to say. So let's talk about introverts in particular. And um, just this week I've been working with an organisation, a large organisation that's national, and they were saying they're having issues with some of their staff since the COVID where um, people are not turning their camera on anymore when they're having Teams meetings or Zoom meetings. And people have just said, oh, my house is messy, so I'm not going to turn the camera on. And the managers are saying it's really difficult to gauge where people are at and to form those connections because a lot of staff are not turning their cameras on. And their view was that it's eating into the habits of more introverted people. So, Mish, is there any research or data on introverts, extroverts, or do you think it's easier for some than others to be affiliative or to make connections?
0: I think it's definitely easier for some than others because all of those communication skills that we've just talked about come more easily to some people than other people. Um, I don't know that there's any correlation between whether an introvert or an extrovert is a better communicator because, I don't see why there should be. I see every reason why an introvert should be able to communicate just as effectively as an intro, as an extrovert. And also introvert and extroversion is more about where you go to re-energise. It's less about a skill set, whereas affiliative thinking is about a skill set. So that also tells me that anyone can learn to be an affiliative thinker. Whether you're an introvert or extrovert, you can learn to be an affiliative thinker.
1: Yeah, and it may just be that they use a different strategy perhaps. Mm. I,
2: I, what comes to mind for the introvert would be a quiet achiever. Yeah, they're, they're going around creating all the, the affiliatively links, yet it's kind of like under the radar a little bit,
0: <laughs> not necessarily. I think the other thing to keep in mind is in the world of entertainment, you know, people that speak from stage and people that are playing music on stage and lots of those sorts of people are very introverted, you know. And yet they're creating the most affiliative atmosphere by what they're doing than, you know, than anyone else around them. So, uh, yeah, I don't think you can confidently make any kind of causal attribution about introversion and extroversion and affiliative thinking.
1: So is it just an individual thing or could a manager or leader help um, spark more affiliative thinking in their teams, do you think?
0: Oh, definitely. Because because it is a skill set, there's no question. If you, if you um, teach people by modelling the way, you know, and you demonstrate how affiliative you can be, then other people will want to be like you and they'll copy you. And that's what leadership
1: is all about. Mm. So where do people find out more about conscious human leadership? How does affiliative fit in there? Where can they tune in and find out more? You can go onto the Being More Human
0: website and you can download our Conscious Human Leader white paper, um, or either of your websites also have the Conscious Human Leader white paper. So, if you want to
1: share what they are, that would be great. Mine's uh, breatheandbu.com.au, and mine's alexandrajoy.com.au. And yes, the white paper's there as one of the offerings for managers and leaders.
2: Mm. The thing that came to mind just at the end there, Michelle and AJ, was this idea of expansion and being able to create something that's bigger than the individual. That's really what a good affiliative thinker would be able to facilitate or able to hold hold the energy for within within a team. Because if you think about it, we're, we're all individuals yet if we can create a network of, uh, of of people that are complementing all of our strengths, then it becomes something that's bigger than ourselves. So
1: there's a real vision attached to it for me. agree. And I think even when I hear the word affiliative, I often think of affiliative marketing Mm. and the fact that that's about, you know, connecting other people and friends with someone else's service that you've used or something like that and sharing your affiliation with them and that that's how maybe a business grows through the affiliations and through the people who refer that on. And um, that's no different, whether it's just good leadership, you know, something innovative that your team's doing or whether you're selling a product or service. The more affiliative, the more you are one of those connectors that goes, oh, I know someone that you need to meet or talk to and making those connections happen. So I think we can be good um affiliative leaders by being connectors as well
0: i think if you look at social media that's the most um, clear example of how people that are highly affiliative can really leverage that as a skill is through their social media profiles the connections that we make who we're connecting to why we're connecting what we say to people that we connect with the kinds of relationships that we build online that can then turn into real life relationships You know, there's so much in that role of social media and I think there's no question that the higher you are in the field of thinking, the more successful you're going to be with social media.
2: And what came to me then was I just watched a little short uh, video and the person was talking about on a horizontal scale, if you talk about distance in terms of a person or a, a company or an entity that you want to create a relationship with and effort, you can often people go far out into di- distance and and the effort to bring that person into the affiliative network is a lot more than just going close to where you are so looking around looking around in your immediate home vicinity business team team at work to find out who is best placed to be in your in, in, have an affiliation with. And because you've probably been walking past them and didn't know if they could do some things or, you know, all those sorts of things. So uh, you don't
0: have to go far.
1: Proximity is power, huh? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they
0: say that you become like the sum total of your nearest five friends, you mm. know, both through personality traits and mindset and um, yeah, that, it would, that includes affiliate thinking. If you've got someone in your immediate network who's very good at it, then you're likely to be able to observe that and, you know, replicate some of those strategies.
1: And I think in a way our offering of conscious human leadership is affiliative in itself. You know, part of the reason that the three of us have put that together is because there's that strength in building a network and a connection together. And the three of us bringing our knowledge and experience together creates this Um, you know, frameworks that we're then able to offer to others. So, you know, you will experience that working with us and also we encourage you to go, where can I create that myself in my life and my work rather than just sitting with your computer and your two hands and your one head? Think about where else could I be tapping into the collective that's around me and the amazing affiliations that, like ours, could become lifelong. Absolutely. Have a little look at your world. Have a look at the kinds of
0: people that you are connected with. Who do you spend your time with? Is that constructive? Do you want to get even more inspiring people around you, you know, to support you and help you achieve whatever it is you'd like, like to achieve? So do a bit of a bit of a connections audit
1: in your own life. A great person who's excellent at, at affiliative thinking. And Jenny Lee and I were talking about her earlier in the week is Janine Garnell. So if you're looking for some resources and things you could read as well, she has several books. One's called From Me to We and another one's called It's Who You Know. So that's Janine Garner, G-A-R-N-E-R, if you're looking for some great references or resources. Awesome. Jenny Lee, any wrap-up wisdom?
2: Mine would be to... Sit down and, and work out what your visions and goals are at a personal level and work out whether the, the people in your affiliation or that you're connected to are really going to support, those, support that. And then if they're not, uh, go and find someone who you might want to emulate, who's going to teach you a skill that you feel you need to move forward and achieve your vision and goal. And if you've already got that in your world, kudos to you.
0: Go and find out more. Find more people. <laughs> absolutely and if you'd like to know more about the conscious human leader program that we've been talking about then feel free to go to one of our websites thank you everyone a massive thank you and happy connecting and we'll see you for another conversation about um another human synergistic style